Welcome to Sports Sunday here on Leitrim Daily. It has been a jam-packed weekend full of sport from the start of the Senior, Intermediate and Junior Club Championships in Leitrim. The Women's Football 3rd Division League Final, the National Athletics Championships, Ella Brogan competing at the Home Internationals in Scotland in rowing. The Leitrim Ladies taking on Offaly in their second round Intermediate Championship All-Ireland Clash and lots, lots more. We have so many contributors on the show today. Those involved in the football championships from Ocnashielan, Fina, Glencar Manor, Melvin Gales, Mohull, Glenfarn, Bornacoola and Anaduff. We're going to start with Gaelic football and I sat down this afternoon with Declan Bohan to go through all the results of the weekend. All the championships kicked off today at senior, intermediate and junior A level and we'll go through all the results of the weekend so far, as you mentioned, as we're recording, there's a couple of games still to be played this afternoon. They will be included later in the show when we're wrapping up later for the day. In the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship in Group 1, Fianna St. Collins 2-5, Glencar Manor 2-17. Yeah, um, I suppose, look, at on the face of it, you see, when you look at the results, you see a 12-point win for Glencar Manor. I happened to come in yesterday evening into the around the third quarter of that match, and it was competitive. Uh, there was only about five points in it at that stage, but but Glencar Manor, uh, just physically stronger team, a lot of experience, senior experience on the road there, being in senior finals with such regularity over the last decade, and they just wore uh, a young emerging, if you like to call it, St. Fina St. Callian's team down. Has to be borne in mind that Fina uh, would have been playing without uh, Ryan O'Rourke, Reardon O'Rourke, and Jack Gilhaney. Now, Jack Gilhaney, unfortunately, I believe, is a long-term injury worry for them, and is probably out for the season. Ryan and Reardon will be back, no doubt. But, you know, that would have taken a huge degree of, of I suppose, well, obviously ability and, and, and experience out of the FINA, FINA team and uh, left them with a mountain to climb. But nonetheless, uh, they'll trouble lots of teams in the group, you know. I did catch up with Ryan O'Rourke, who obviously didn't play in the game. I caught up with both himself and the Glencar Manor coach, Shane Ward, after the game. So, Ryan, a tough day at the office for FINA today? Yeah, tough day now. Um, Manor were probably strong enough there now. We're down, we've got a few injuries this time of year as well. and um, So, yeah, we'll just have to pick it up, hopefully get more lads back and push it on for the next couple of weeks. In terms of the overall season, how how damaging is this to your, your championship hopes? Um, I know, we're not going to, we wouldn't say it's overly, there's a couple of games we're obviously going to target. Um, we knew Manor was going to be strong, especially when we're a bit you know, down with numbers and stuff the last couple of weeks. So we'll target a couple of games that we want to, you know, we probably won't, we're not going to be looking to top the group now at this stage or anything like that. So we just want to get through, um, you know, hopefully get into the top four. And yeah, so we'll target a couple of games and hopefully you just win them. What's the mood in the camp after the game? Um, you know, boys are a bit down, obviously, um, you know, because I think it was 11 or 12 points in it in the end, you know, so we weren't doing too bad in the first half, you know, but um, we could have got another couple of goal chances as well. But, um, you know, like Manor are strong now, in fairness, you know, but if we have full team now, hopefully we can pick things back up again and, you know, We've Mohol next week now, which will be tough again, but we've some Riley, Melvin Gales and Kurt Letcher, so we're hoping to get two or three wins out of it, and yeah. Yeah, Mohol are running riot here against Melvin Gales at the moment. Yeah, Mohol look uh, good there now, three goals and well-worked goals as well now, and uh, Melvin Gales are going, we're going well in the league as well, so, um, you know, it's probably a bit of a surprise, so um, we'll see how the second half goes. On a personal level, what's your status at the moment? Well, I'm just out with the hamstring uh, that I got against Clare, and um, it's been about five weeks now, so I'm hoping to be back in the next hopefully two weeks or three weeks or something like that. So it'll take another while yet, but I'm um, hoping to see you at the latter end of the group stages. Shane, you must be happy with that result and that performance? 
Yeah, happy to get a win. The start of the championship is always good to kick off on a winning streak. Um, so we're happy to get a win under our belts. And uh, I suppose performance, um, I suppose, was, wasn't, uh, wasn't um, what we expected to be, but we still got a win. In terms of the game next week against Gortletra, what's the, the plan of the build-up? Um, I suppose we get back in the training field now on Tuesday night and we'll uh, recover in between and uh, I suppose we have a Friday night game which is novel for us, we haven't had one in a couple of years so we'll prepare accordingly and uh, you know we'll prepare I suppose diligently for Gertletra on Friday night hoping to get two wins out of two now in the Championship. Any extra players coming back or, or be missing anyone at this point? Uh, oh yeah, well listen, we'll, there's always kind of this time of year I suppose there's a bit of accumulation of injuries and that so we'll be hoping to welcome back Darren Sweeney and hoping to welcome back Brian MacDonald and... Um, couple of other players just in the fringes that are carrying a few knocks here and there but hopefully we'll get through tomorrow's second team game and uh, we'll have a full bill of health for next Friday night. And what's the expectation for the rest of the group stage? Are you looking to, to push on and maybe aim for that top spot? Uh, we are of course, yeah. Listen, there's nothing beats a winning mentality and uh, we intend to go to win all our games and um, that's very much what we set out and you know if that leaves on top of the group at the end we'll be happy with that. Either way we'll react well and we'll prepare for our last date if we if we win our next games. But again, listen there's a couple of tough games in the middle, you know, Gert Letchell put it up, Melvin Gill will put it up, uh Drum Ryder always a good championship team and um Mohol of course are in our group as well. So there'll be nothing easy. I'll tell you top I suppose top of the group is far from our thoughts at the minute. The second game in that group, Gortletra 12 points, Drumoyley 113. Drumoyley came out top of a local derby there. Yeah, and I suppose from both sides' point of view, with all due respects to, to, to the ability of the teams that are in this competition, that this would have been viewed by both clubs as a must-win game to uh, try to get that quarter-final spot and stay out of the, 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 the relegation series. Now, I'm not being disrespectful to either of them, but you know they're, they're the type of battles you have to win. Uh, and Drum Riley came out on top with a late goal, I believe. Now, I wasn't at that game, but with a late goal uh, to to take that the, the spoils there. Drum Riley have been doing, as we've been saying previously, have been doing very well in the league in Division 2. They're in Division 2 league final, and Gortletra have had a poor league campaign in Division 1, relegated to Division 2 for next year. And I suppose it's probably the forum uh, that they would have had in recent times probably came to bear in that game, and Drum Riley just prevailed, you know. Final game of the group. Melvin Gales, eight points, Mohol, three nine. Now both of us were at that game and it, to be fair to Melvin Gales, it looked like in the first five or six, maybe even ten or fifteen minutes that they were going to walk away with this game, but it didn't come to pass. Yeah, I mean it, 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 ten points win for uh, Mohol overall, I, I suppose, on the pattern of the full game, the way it the way it transpired in the last three quarters is probably fair enough. Uh, to a point, but we have to bear in mind that that um, Melvin Gales in the first 15 minutes dominated possession, but just could not find the target. And uh, something like nine wides in that first quarter proved to be their undoing at the end. And once Mohol got scoreline, got the got the first goal, uh, the whole uh, thing changed. And Melvin Gales, apart from the threat that that, that Melvin or that um, Emily Mulligan posed, it just seemed to have just go out of the game. You know. Yeah, I did catch up with both of the managers after the game, James Phelan from Melvin Gales, but first Liam Keenan from Moho. Liam, you must be happy with that stage one complete. Yeah, look, we're, we're delighted to get off to a winning start, there's no doubt about that. Coming into the game, look, we had a couple of injury concerns and stuff like that and probably wouldn't be as strong a hand as we would have liked. So, yeah, delighted to get off to a, to a winning start, Stephen. Well, Melvin Gales came out of the traps pretty quick, just couldn't score. What was going through your thoughts after about five or ten minutes? Yeah, look, I was a little, a little concerned. We 
I suppose like in any game, especially in the championship game, you want to go out and start well. And we were a little bit sluggish at the start. And certainly had Melvin Gaze maybe brought their shooting boots, it would have been a different... They only got one score maybe out of the first 10 or 12 minutes when they could have had, definitely had five or six scores. So we were sluggish, but we were delighted once we got off the mark. After about 10 or 12 minutes, we seemed to get into, get into the game a bit more and pick off a couple of scores. And certainly the goals helped then. The goals really did kind of change the game in your favour. At halftime, you're going in there, you're reasonably comfortable on the scoreboard. What are you saying to your team at halftime? Well, you're just saying more the same, really, to get it start well in the second half and keep the scoreboard ticking over. And in the second half, I suppose, we spoke after the game, the lads wouldn't be happy that we didn't really do that at times. I thought we could have taken easier options. Sometimes just fist, fist the ball over the bar, clip the ball over the bar, keep the scoreboard ticking over. We didn't really do that. Melvin Gaze became a little bit more defensive, made life harder for us, certainly in the second half. But it can be difficult when you have a lead like that to keep the intensity up and... Um, Look at we're just delighted to get out with the win. That's why we came here for this evening and we're delighted with that. In terms of intensity, a pretty brutal game physically at times, particularly in the first half? Yeah, look at there was some some there was a lot of um hard hitting in the game. I wouldn't expect anything less in a championship game really. And we were feeling a few with a few uh, bumps and bruises there this evening, alright. So but look at we hope the lads will recover well tomorrow in the pool and we get back on the training field Tuesday night and I'd be confident that we that all the lads will come through the game okay tonight. James what are your thoughts after after that tough encounter with Mohol? Yeah, I suppose we're, we're disappointed uh, with that result. Of course, naturally going into the, the first round of a championship, you, you'd be looking for a tighter game than that. Um, but yeah, disappointed. You had a really, really good start. Could have been a few scores up within five, ten minutes. Yeah, look, uh, you know, we hit the ground running and we, we looked, you know, we looked good for the first 10 minutes, but we just couldn't make the score stick. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about, you know, in championship football, if you, and especially against a team like Mohol, if you can't take your scores early on, then you're going, you know, you're going to be punished. In terms of the team's performance, where do you go from here? Well, look, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, five more games in this, you know, so we, we regroup and look for next weekend, that's all you can do. So you face Tom Riley next weekend, what changes are you kind of thinking about now in this point in terms, in terms of personnel or maybe in terms of strategy? <laughs> I haven't looked uh, I haven't uh, looked beyond this game today and at, at this stage it's a bit early to think about what we'll do next weekend but definitely uh, look in the next day or two we'll, we'll, we'll regroup, what else can you do you know and we'll, we'll try and get our house in order and aim for next weekend. And what were the positives coming out of today? And the positives were our start. Uh, you know, we were very happy with the way the team hit the ground. We, you know, we did a lot of things right. Just we couldn't score. You know, and after twelve or fourteen minutes, we'd have been very happy with our performance at that stage. You know, there were positives definitely throughout the game, but we just couldn't score in the vital times, and we got hit for a couple of goals. And you know, the goals definitely put they win games. They put that distance between between us and them. In Group Two in the Senior Championship. Oh, Willen 2.18, Ochnashielen 1.8. That was played Friday night. Kind of went with form and, I suppose, expectation of people going into that game. The county champions, Oh, Willen, served out their intent for 2019. They are not going to be uh, deposed easily, if you like. And if you're, if you're trying to look for a confidence builder getting in early into the championship, well then, you know, Ochnashielen, try as they will. I know Ochnashielen have been hampered now with, with injury and, and they've lost a couple of players through injury that were they didn't have their full hand at least so they were really going to be up against you know what is traditionally a, an Ahawillan team which comes you know to its best form in the championship so look at Ahawillan anybody that was has pretensions of taking over their throne are, have, have been well warned that this throne is not uh, they're not giving up this crown uh, without two fights so 
watch out for Awilan as this competition continues on. Next week, they're obviously going to have a, a ding-dong battle, I believe, with their neighbours in Ballinamore. So that's going to be interesting, to say the least. In terms of Auckland Sheila, and of course, you mentioned they're working off a small panel, also dealing with some injuries in the squad at the moment. Another injury out of the game yesterday was Sean McQueenie, who ended up in hospital with a, a cut to his face after an interaction early on in the game, about seven or eight minutes in. I caught up with him yesterday at the games in Park Sean. Here's what he had to say about his injury and the game itself. Tough game for you last night, both as a team and individually. Yeah, we were playing the Willies, the, the champions, and we had a tough day against them. Um, they're a good side. Uh, some of the best players in the county and just you know their, their attitude that they have is very good so um, we were struggling against that and then on a personal note I didn't really last much of the match um, I got a bit of a rap early on and had to come off as you can see yourself Yeah you're sporting a nice uh, shiner as well as a fairly heavily bandaged eye what exactly happened? Not 100% sure exactly how it happened uh, Mark Plunkett had the ball whatever way he turned into me or I turned into him we just clashed heads now I got a, a bit of a rap and I was down for a while so um, I had to go off in the end um, so it was just completely accidental like fair play to him he texted me straight away afterwards and I didn't actually know that he was he got hurt from it too I believe he spent a while in Inniskillen Hospital last night too but he, he won this one in fairness to him <laughs> In terms of the mood in the camp what's the feeling like around the rest of the championship for Auckland Sheelan? You know we have to set our targets um, every day we go out we go out to get the best possible performance we can Um and just pick up a win wherever we can along the way. Um, we'll be eyeing up a few games in the future now to, to really get lads right. We're dealing with a couple of injuries now, which is tough uh, just with the way things are. Um, so hopefully we group together. Like I mean, the lads are fairly positive in fairness to them all. Like they, they don't drop the heads easy. Like We know regardless of what team we go up against, we're going to do our best. We're going to put in a performance. Uh, it's just you know some of the teams we're playing against are you know in their prime at the minute, so it can be tough. Carrick is on Thursday night next up. That's going to be a tough encounter as well. Yeah, the Carrick are a good team. Played them here in the league at in Park, Sean, and um, they were good that day. Ray Mulvey in particular was kicking some outrageous scores. So uh, that day that we played them, we had uh, Kieran Cullen, who'd be extremely fast, and he was, you know, matching them step pace by pace. But just in the second half, Ray showed his class and pulled clear. Um, so it'll be a tough one against them again. Um, we're actually down Kieran now at the minute. He hurt his shoulder too, so he'll be out for a while. Finta Fitzpatrick is the same way. Uh, he hurt the shoulder as well, um, and Fergal Early done the cruciate. So there's three big injuries just this year alone. So it's a Thursday night game, but look, we'll we'll do our best. We'll give it everything like we always do, and see how things go. Indrum Shambo yesterday evening, Shauna Heslands ran out rather comfortable winners, four twenty six to one two. There's not really much we can say about this game, Declan. There's not, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, from uh, what really has any team got out of that game? That's the question you'd have to ask in relation to it. Um, we're intent on and have settled intention, obviously, of reshaping the competitions for next year and reduce the number of teams in senior championship. And, and you know, I mean, if you were looking for any evidence as to why that should happen, I suppose you just wouldn't have to look any further than the scoreline in that match. But, you know, Balnamore have have, have, uh, have serious intentions in this year's championship. Um, you've got to feel sorry for Drummer Hare uh, to have run into that uh, that type of uh, of uh, of, uh, of a beating yesterday. It doesn't really do any good for any team. And, and certainly whatever about the losers for the victors it doesn't really tell them anything about themselves at all you know so the final game of the senior football championship this weekend was another fairly straightforward victory in the end local rivals St Mary's and Alan Gales 5-14 to 13 points in favour of the Carrick side yeah St Mary's Kiltard have been flying in division one and after we'd say sluggish enough start to the league they've really come back into contention and they have a they have the they have uh, the potential 
if not we, obviously a chance depending on final results of the last round of getting to the Division 1 League final and they carry that form into this game here whereas Alan Gales unfortunately have been going the opposite direction having said that from what from observers who were at the game it really was the second half before St Mary's took over that uh, Alan Gales gave them lots of it up to up to half time or thereabouts but look at it, the result is not really I suppose it's not really a surprise to anybody you know so that's the first round complete in the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship in the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship, we had a full complement of games this weekend also. One game not played as we're speaking, Clune and Carrie Gallen. They play at 5 pm this evening in Ballinamore. All of the five games played. Let's start with some of today's games. Leitrim Gales, 312, Sean O'Heslin's seven points. We spoke to Aidan Flynn on the show yesterday. He wouldn't really say that this was what was expected, but I think everyone outside of Leitrim Gales would have publicly said this was probably how it was going to finish up. Yeah, look at um, Ballinamore, Sean and Heston's are the only second team taking part in this competition. And just looking at the results across the board, um, different to what happened obviously in the in the in the Connacht Gold Championship, is the competitivity of the games, much closer scorelines, um, which adds to a better competition. With the exception of this game, uh, three twelve to seven is comfortable win for Leitrim Gales, and as is as would have been expected. It is Ballinamore's second team. Let's bear that in mind. Uh, now Ballinamore, to be fair, have been in the they were in the Division Three League Final last weekend and played exceptionally well to win that crown. The, the, the team would be slightly different because of eligibility, obviously with Championship and League are two different things. So it wouldn't have been the same team as played last week. Some of those players would have lost their status to senior having played yesterday evening. Nonetheless, it probably will be a tough Championship for Ballinamore, Sean O'Heston's second team. But Leitrim Gales, look at. Finalists two years ago, semi-finalists last year, top-ranked team if you're looking at league positions uh, in terms of the Division One league. They're among the favourites for the competition, and this was this win was as comfortable as you'd expect it to be for them. You know, we had Anna Duff and Drumcuran face each other last night. A late goal for Anna Duff rescued a draw on what's been a difficult week for the parish. Yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, it has been a very difficult week for Anna Duff, and with the tragedy that happened locally and. Uh, but look at to be back on the field again. I suppose you've got to face into it and get back at it again. And sometimes that's that's what that's what the therapy that's required. Drum Kieran have had a good Division Two league campaign. They're disappointed, uh, I suppose, at the end of it to lose out, finished up, losing out in that last place, just on the close and stretch. And they'll be delighted to have got their forum back in the first round of the championship. And enough finalists last year, among the favourites again this year for the competition, two eight to fourteen, I believe. Anna Duff came back with late points to, to, to rescue a draw in that sense. So it, with regards to the group, it's going to make it a very interesting result, even if, even in the first game, because you know nobody has stolen a march over each other, and uh, that draw could be a very defining point for both sides, or a costly one to lose either when the competition is concluded. But I caught up with the Anna Duff manager, Carl Foley, this afternoon after last night's game. Carl, draw last night against from Kieran. You left it quite late. Yeah, we left us late and we're very lucky, to be honest with you, to get out of there with a draw. Look, we were disappointed last night. The lads know that and recognise it. And, but there's plenty of room for improvement going forward. It's still early days yet and a couple of lads to come back. So we'll, 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 we'll hopefully improve now of the championship campaign over the next few weeks. It's been a tough week for the community of Drumsna and Anaduff. How have the club been coping? Yeah, very difficult week. Very, very difficult week. Um, uh, a couple of lads there had showed last night that the, the you know they're just minds were elsewhere and 
for obvious reasons. But um, look, at football is great that you have something to be able to lift the, the parish now and they're in the middle of championship now and there's nothing like a championship campaign to bring these lads together. And um, yeah, it's been a difficult week, but they're, they're, they've, they've been brilliant now, um, training-wise, everything during the week. So it's always great to have something like football to bring the community back together again. Yeah. In terms of the rest of the championship, what's the plan for the next seven days? Um, well, look, junior game today. See that um, just assess a few injuries now and see how they are getting on. Big game against Leitrim Gales next week. Um, we'll be doing our best to go out there and try and, and, and put up a, a good performance against Leitrim Gales next week. Um, but yeah, look, it's early days yet. Um, championship and come back to us at the end of the month and we'll let you know where we are from there. Turning our attention to Group Two, also in the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship. A three-point victory for Eslin over Kiltubbard, 113, Kiltubbard 110. I think Kiltubbard would be a little disappointed with that, will they? They would have played each other in the league um, recently, obviously in the same division. Eslin finished higher up than Kiltubbard in the league, so their pedigree has been... Form would suggest that on the league performances that, that, that this result um, wasn't a surprise from the point of view of an Eslin. I suppose what was more surprising about the result was the fact that Eston scored so many points because normally they bombard teams with goals and they just scored one goal. So maybe they're spreading around their artillery around the field, you know. But um, 113 to 110 puts Eston into a good position in the group, uh, got the first victory over, over them, and they'll be looking forward to, to quarterfinal situation. The loss for Kiltobert uh, is not the end of the world. There are lots of games there that they're uh, capable of winning in that group, which is a very open group, let's be honest about it. Probably, I'd have to say, if there's any such thing as being an easier group, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the easier half of the draw, if you like, with more equal, the heavier hitters, if you like, are on the other side. So there are lots of points up for grabs there. It's a long way to go. I expect Kiltobert will still have a say in who goes to the quarterfinals. You know? Balna Glare and Ahavas, 2.13 to 2.9 in favour of... The North Leitrim side, they'll be happy with that. They will be happy with it, but it, it would have been a long expected lines, to be honest. Richard Balnadera finished in the Division 2 league final, whereas Ahavas would have been further down the table. I'd say, if anything, Ahavas would be quite pleased with the result, even in defeat, because it's shown that they're, they're competitive, they'll be fighting for quarterfinal spaces, and you know, at the outset, if we were to look at the Intermediate Championship looking into it, you'd expect Balnadera will be in the quarterfinal. The real battle will be at the bottom of the table when the thing is concluded as to see who has got into those quarterfinals places because with the realignment of competitions for 2020, uh, the key positions for the Intermediate Championship is to get to the quarterfinals because if you don't get to the quarterfinals this year and you finish in the bottom two places in the group, you're automatically relegated to junior next year. I think the biggest surprise of the weekend in the Intermediate Championship was probably here in Avant-Card Park, Sean McDermott, with your own side, Bornacula, drawing with Glenfair and Kilty. I think Bornacula would have been expected to win that game coming in. The way it panned out, they were probably lucky to get the result in the end. Look, coming into the, coming into the game, going particularly with regards to league form, uh, Bornacula have had a good finish to their league campaign, have had lots of good games in the month of July leading into the game, and from purely from a match practice point of view, if nothing else, uh, they would have expected to be uh, in, a, in an advantageous position, if you like, heading into the Glenfarren team who finished middle of Division 3 and haven't had a game in a, in a number of, competitive game at least, in a large number of weeks. It started, as you would have probably expected, uh, through to form that Bornacula were in control, went five points to two up, without playing spectacularly well or otherwise, but gradually Glenfarren came back into it, pulled it back to a point. Bornacula stretched out again, but 
In the second half, Glenfarren really carried the game to Bornacula and led on two separate occasions down the final stretch. And as you said, it took a monster uh, effort from play from Conor McCauley from nearly the 45-metre line to uh, tie up the game. I'd say relieved is probably the expression you'd use in Bornacula and haven't got, a, got at least one point out of it. I did catch up with both coaches at the end of the game. Joe Keeney, one of the co-managers for Glenfarren, Kilty Clogher, and of course Seamus Mallon first from Bornacula. Seamus, what are your thoughts after that? Uh, I suppose I'm happy with a draw when you're a point down and time up. Uh, you'll take Anton. thought we played a bit below par. I thought Glenfarren in the second half in particular were very economical, scored from brilliant frees and, well, let's face it, Jermid and Fergal Glancy caused us no end of problems. Uh, so I suppose I'm happy with my lads. I have a lot of new boys in, say the old brigade are, say, nearly finished in Bornacula and it's a good experience for the lads and I'm glad they showed a bit of character to dig out a draw in the end. A couple of contentious decisions towards the end, could have had a penalty, goal disallowed at the other end, mm. what were your thoughts? Well I suppose as you said it there it probably evened itself out, I thought the goal that was disallowed at the other end we had a similar one where a square ball was called in the first half. Um, the penalty, well, you might say I'm biased, but I did think our man's leg was taken as he was uh, about to pull the trigger. But look at, I suppose, over the five matches, you'll get some and you'll lose some. What's the expectations for the rest of the season? What's your hopes? Well, one of our goals, to be honest with you, was simply to maintain our status as intermediate. That's first and foremost. Uh, we've started with a point here. I would anticipate we will need at least two more victories. And so, look, we'll train Tuesday night, we'll have a little bit of a get-together Friday night and we'll have planned for wrestling. It's as simple as that and try and get something out of that game. Joe, a little bit against expectations coming into the game. You must be absolutely delighted with the result. Yeah, yeah, first game back intermediate. You're definitely delighted with the, one, the draw, one point on the board. Um, we knew it was going to be tough against Borna Cooler. We're well down at half-time. They're good, you know, they're Division 1 side, well-experienced and a lot of good players. But we know ourselves, we've got a good self-belief in the camp and we know that if we do apply ourselves we're as competitive with any team in that intermediate as I say half time we're well down but the lads pulled up their socks and we're very good in the second half and probably we'd be disappointed with the draw it's flat in there you know usually if you, if you give me a point before the game I'd have been quite happy but we're, there is definitely a bit of flatness in the dressing room that's a good sign Goal disallowed at the very end for a square ball and also Bornacula penalty claims turned down in the last five minutes yeah, I'd say so. It'd be a good game to watch. It's not easy when you're on the sideline, but definitely for the supporters, I definitely think they give it a good, good. It was good quality football throughout. Yeah, square ball is very hard to call. Like it could. Uh, Pat himself reckons it wasn't a square ball, but he was going to say that in the end. Penalty decisions, of course, we're going to say it was no penalty. But yeah, look, that's what football's about. These decisions are going to go your way, or not going to go your way. It's very hard. Referees going to get can't get them all right. But we're quite happy with the way that things were turned out, and it's good to get the supporters something to shout about as well. What will you consider a good result for the championship this year in terms of the, the rest of the season? Um, I suppose coming up from junior in a tough group, you're looking at probably, you know, if you can survive up there is great. But myself personally, the lads in there, to get with self-belief, we can be easily get out of that group and be competitive in the semi-finals or quarter-finals. Like, there's definitely there's a lot of quality there. A few injuries probably knocking us back a wee bit in lads that are working. But definitely, look, at beginning of the year you survive, you're happy. But from now on, we're looking to push on and hopefully maybe get quality out of the group and maybe be competitive in the knockout stages. In the Vistamed Junior Football Championship, all games played today. First of all, let's go into a bit of a difference about this competition versus the other two. The other two are two groups of six with the top four going through. Everyone knows how they work. The junior is a little bit different. What we've got in this format is we've got two, we've got three groups and we've got a group of four and uh, two groups of three. 
the junior A champions for this year will not be promoted to intermediate. They will be remaining in the competition for the following year and it's more about the teams that come down to, to make it. Now we've already stated that there are four teams coming down from intermediate into junior A. We're intent to have 10 team competition in junior A next year. So six teams out of this 10 will survive and four teams will be relegated. And uh, the, the four teams to go will be the bottom two teams in the group of four and the bottom team in each of the groups of three, while the other uh, the others will remain in the competition to conclude it out. Initially, it was to be an 11-team competition, but Alan Gale's second team, unfortunately, doesn't exist, so they had to actually withdraw from the competition, so they're automatically relegated on, on account of not having played at all. So it, it's uh, effectively, it's the four coming down, the six surviving teams will continue to play in the, inter- in the Junior A Championship in 2020. And in terms of progression, the two teams that finish top and second in the three-team groups go into the quarterfinals. Yes. They play off against each other, one versus, versus two and two versus one. That's and right. And they go into the semifinals where they'll play the two teams in Group A, effectively, the four-team group. group of four. Which means that when you get to a semifinal stage, everybody has played three games that's to get there. That's exactly the thing. And we had to tweak the regulations because of the, the fact that Alan Gales pulled out of it. We had to tweak the regulations to, to get it to its conclusion. Uh, and that's exactly the, was the thinking behind how it was formulated at the end, that the quarterfinals would come from the two groups of three, so that by the time semifinals are played, as you said, every team will have played three games in the championship to date, and then it will progress itself out then. I think in terms of competition structure, when you have an uneven number in different groups, you can never get it quite right, but I think that's as close to, to fair as you can possibly get in that situation. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. And, and look, at the end of the day, Thinking behind it as well as if you were to get to a semi-final out of the group of four, one team is likely to win three games and one team is likely to win two out of three. And I suppose, look, at the winners of the quarterfinals uh, will either have won three games or two games to get to the semi-finals. And it's the best horse jump the ditch at that stage, you know? Fair enough. Let's look at the actual football that was played in the competition this week. We had a five-point victory for Gortletra, 2.13 to 1.11 over Kiltubbard. Yeah, good win for Gortletra. Um, a lot of good young players coming forward in, in Gortletra, you know, to, into their second team and, and into their feeding into their adult unit, you know. Kiltubbard won the Division 4 league last weekend. Might be a little bit disappointed with that, but look at a lot of it is around the eligibility of the players that are available and that die has been cast uh, yesterday even once the first team had played so you become almost eligible if you like to play in this competition overnight the second game in that group Melvin Gales versus Ahwillan is actually being played as we speak here in Carrick and Shannon they're in Drumshambo and the latest score I have after 26 minutes of the first half is Ahwillan 2-6 Melvin Gales 1-3 we will of course update on the final score of that towards the end of this programme in Group 2, St Mary's Kiltahard, a one-point victory over Glencar Manor. 2-10 to 1-12. Very competitive game there. Yeah, it looks like it was. Obviously, um, as you say, a one-point win for St Mary's Kiltahard. And again, you know, the eligibility factor comes into it. These are, if you like, brand-new teams, you could say, starting on the road because they became eligible to play after yesterday evening's selections. You know, So it's very hard to say what much about them, apart from the fact that... Both of these teams would have played in the Intermediate Championship with regularity up until recent times. So I, I, that the group that they're playing in, St Mary's Kiltar, Glencar Manor and Mohill's second team is probably, if anything, a little bit imbalanced, if you like. The team that finishes third in this group, which contains second teams of pretty strong, very strong senior teams, is going to be relegated to Junior B. But that just happened to be the luck of the draw, you know. So big result for St Mary's. They've got one win against the head, puts the pressure on Glencar Manor if they want to save their junior A status, they have to go out and get a win against Mohill, you know, so. And of course the last game of the group in that 
Vistamed Junior Championship is Drum Kieran, 8 points and at a 4-11. Very one-sided here in Avancard Park, Sean McDermott this morning. Yeah, it just happened to come in on the last 10-15 minutes of that game and it was really, um, it was over as a as a comp, as a a scoreline when I came in. Um, and it up really, you know, pushed it out. Um, showing the strength and depth, I suppose, that they have perhaps over Drum Kieran. A lot of good young players coming into the Anadoff and a lot of experienced heads still playing with that second team. I did catch up with their manager, Alan Cox, after the game, and here's what he had to say. Alan, pretty straightforward win there in the end against Drum Kieran in the Junior Championship today. Yeah, um, I think uh, we got off to a very good start there at the, at the start of the game there. We got two goals, and I think we, we, we drove on from that there. Um, give the give the young lads a bit of confidence there at the start. Um, I think it was uh, Liam Taylor got a goal there at the start, and, and it, uh, it kicked us on from there. Um, we had a we had a good mix of uh, the older lads and younger lads there today, and um, I think one the, the older lads just uh, to show that bit of experience, and and uh, then the the young younger lads then um, just they had the, the legs on the, on them there there today, and a uh, very good result in the end. Even at the very end, Drum Kieran had the chances, uh, penalty missed, and also a couple of great saves from your goalkeeper. Yeah, got um, Jim McCormack out for today. You know he is a very good. Uh, Stopper and only pulled off a great save there towards the end and, and then uh, another great save from the penalty which is uh, pleasing to see. In terms of the, the rest of the championship that pretty much puts you into a quarter final spot it'll take a minor miracle to, to keep you out of that. How do you see the rest of the season going? I would be hoping to drive on from that there now. There was um, a few lads were missing there today and now we hope to have another few lads back in the next uh, week or so and um, look we'll just uh, we'll take every day game as it comes um, I suppose it's all about on the day and, and uh, if the lads perform you know I can uh, go a distance in this in this championship So Declan thank you very much for bringing us up to date on everything Gaelic games related over the weekend great start to the championships a couple of relatively easy wins but I think as the season progresses that's going to tighten up as the bigger players start to come to the top we can't judge it on one weekend. You know, the, the combinations of fixtures probably set up some of those, we'll say, predictable wins, if you like. There will be other com- combinations in next week's programme, uh, which will obviously throw us into a whole different ball game, And that's, that's what you want to see. Uh, all eyes will probably next weekend be on the uh, Sean O'Hestons and Ahawil and bringing back memories of, of serious battles back in the years of yore when they were both fighting or sharing out, if you like, county championships between them. Uh, I think Balnamore uh, have set out their stall. They're going to be a serious, serious contender for this year's ground. In ladies football, yesterday evening in Leitrim Village, Leitrim ladies took to the field against Offaly in the second round of the Intermediate All-Ireland Football Championship. Unfortunately, it was a heartbreak for the girls as they went down to a single point victory with a scoreline of 5-3 to 2-13. It was a lack of ability to take scores which cost Leitrim. Five goals from Carla Le Guin, Laura O'Dowd, two from Vivian Egan and a late Michelle Heslin goal which gave them hope. But unfortunately, despite having a couple of chances towards the end, just ran out of time in a crunch battle in Leitrim Village, as I mentioned. They now enter the relegation playoffs and I would hope to stay in the intermediate grade for the 2020 season. After the game, I caught up with their manager, Danny Clark. Danny, you must be disappointed with that tight result in the end. Yeah, look, um, 
very disappointed for the girls. It's not the result we expected. We were you know, well, win, well in the dogfight in the first half, and I think just the first uh, five, ten minutes of the second half told. They got they notched on four points in a row, along with us getting a, a sin bin as well. But collectively, I mean, we're five or six points down with uh, 15 minutes to go and pull it, pull it back to within two and pull a point down. We had uh, an ideal chance to to, to try and uh, seal the win, but literally the bounce of the ball, if if the ball, ball was right into Caroline, of course, um, Michelle hasn't getting dispossessed towards the end, but again, couldn't fault the effort of the girls, so they put everything out there today. But just look, collectively, we're disappointed. Again, as I said to the girls, there's no point in rolling over and uh, feeling sorry for ourselves, just have to go back at it again next week. Moving to the relegation situation now, what's next for Leitrim? I think with the run of results, it'll probably be a game against um, uh, Wicklow uh, next weekend. Again, I'm not too sure. Just have to look at the tables again. It'll be a neutral venue next weekend, and again, look, it's going to cause a bit of disruption for the the local club setup. But it is an awful lot of pride at stake, and again, you know, deeply hurt with the result today at the end of the day because I mean the the pride of the county is at stake, and the girls are out there trying to do their best, and unfortunately, just come up that a little bit short. There's not been one game this year that I could ever fault the girls for heart and desire. And again, they showed it towards the end, and just as easy for one bounce of a ball or the dispossession for the equaliser, you know, we could have easily won the game or come out with something. But again, sport is cruel at times, and it, you know, someone has to lose at the end of the day. And unfortunately for us, it's us today. But we live to fight another day, and we group together and we'll we'll fight on against uh, whoever we meet now in the relegation battle. In ladies football club action this afternoon, the last of the league finals in Division 3 took place in Avant-Garde Park Shaw McDermott and Kildregales won out 5-15 to 2-9. The amalgamation of Cloon and Courtletra proved way too strong for Drummer Hare's second side this afternoon. I caught up with the winning captain, Trish Ford, to talk about their success. Trish, league champions, must be happy with that. Yeah, we're delighted. It's our third year in a row to get to the league final for Kildred Gales. So, third time lucky. It's been a long few years after we joined up with Gortletra. We're an amalgamated team, so it's been a long few years of waiting for our first title. So, this is the first title for Kildred Gales, so we're delighted. It was a bit one-sided in the end. A couple of early goals kind of settled it as a contest, and you saw it out fairly soundly towards the end of the game. Yeah, um, I suppose we kind of knew what we had to do. We hadn't lost a match this year, so there are the times that you'd be nervous when, when you think we haven't lost one, so this must be our time to lose. So we go out with um, our full heart in it and we, we made sure to start right, so we were lucky we did and it was lucky that we were able to give every sober run as well, so it was nice to make sure that everyone felt included and the fact that we made that early start and were ahead enough in the first half, we could do that, so it was brilliant to be able to include all the girls. Championship starts next week. How's, how are you feeling about that? Uh, I suppose we're in a good position to be looking into the championship after winning the league it looks good for us from here but sure there's nothing won yet um, it's a completely new competition and there'll be some different teams that they could have brought in new players who weren't around for the league so we'll wait and see what happens enjoy your celebrations thank you thanks In rowing news, Carrick and Shannon's Ella Brogan finished in fourth place alongside her partner Kier Egan in the lightweight double skulls at the Home Internationals in Strathclyde in Scotland. The Irish pair had been running second in the race at the halfway stage, but a disappointing third quarter gave them too much to do in the final 500 metres. A very spirited performance from the Irish pair and even having the fastest time of all the crews on the water over that last 500 metres wasn't enough to close the gap with the eventual winners, Scotland who took the race ahead of Wales and England in second and third, respectively. (music) 
in athletics, Gerald O'Donnell of Carrick and Shannon Athletic Club finished in fourth place at the National Senior Championship in Santry Stadium with a time of 13.87 in the 110 metre hurdles this afternoon. Aina Madden finished eighth in his heat of the 100 metres in a time of 12.67, while Cahill McElgon recorded a time of 52.76, finishing seventh in his heat of the 400 metres. Balnamore were also in action, and Colin Griffin, formerly of the Walk, finished in 15th place in the 10,000 metre final with a very impressive time of 32.31 for the Ballinamore athlete. The final results from the club championship games played this evening were as follows. In the Vista Med Junior Championship, Ahuillen 3.16, Melvin Gales 4.7 and in the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship game between Carrigallon and Clune, it was won by Carrie Gallen on a scoreline of 111 to 6 points. Finally, two results from the SSE Airtricity League Premier and First Divisions last night. Sligo Rovers hosted Bohemians and that game ended in a one-all draw. Two first-half goals, a Danny Mandrew penalty cancelled out a few moments later by David Cawley just before half-time. The game ended one-all. In the first division, Longford Town faced Galway United and they had a 4-0 victory over the Galway side who are really struggling in the league this year. Longford making great strides towards securing that all-important playoff place for the end of the season. That is it for everything in the sport this week. It has been so busy. Uh, it's longer than usual. We'll try and keep it to the half hour, I promise, but there was just so much going on this week and it was important that we got it all in. So thank you for keeping... Thank you for staying so long with us on the show today. Tomorrow I will be back with Kiss My Arts and we'll be looking at Carrick and Shannon teenager Ava Brogan and her musical career so far. Talk to you then.